All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Welcome to episode 11 of Frankly Speaking. I'm Daily Faceoff Hockey Insider Frank Saravalli, and this is our weekly one-on-one interview series with some of the biggest names in the hockey world. Today, we're going to be talking to former Anaheim Ducks coach Dallas Akins, who found out last week that he will not be renewed for next season behind the Anaheim Ducks bench. But first, I need to let you know that episode 11 of Frankly Speaking is presented by ProLine Plus. Not just another sports book, ProLine is the only sports book that gives 100% of its profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sports book for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in store, online, or take the game on the go with the ProLine app with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in app with ProLine Plus today, or head over to ProLine Plus dot ca to learn more that's right today's guest on frankly speaking is former anaheim ducks coach dallas akins who was not renewed after parts of eight seasons with the ducks organization he has spent a lifetime in pro hockey broke into the pro ranks the pride of peterborough ontario with the baltimore skipjacks as a player way back in 1988 a 16-year pro hockey career and he has moved through the ranks Uh, as holding down a number of different roles in the hockey world since then. He's also been a head coach with the Edmonton Oilers, spent time in the Toronto Maple Leafs organization as both head coach of the Toronto Marlies, and also was director of player development, was an assistant coach at the NHL level, also coached 
uh, as well at the AHL level with the San Diego Gulls before being promoted to the Ducks GM. And this conversation that we're about to have is not necessarily just about coaching, but also about mental mindset and the importance of neutral thinking as opposed to positive or negative thinking. Let's dive right into our conversation today with Dallas Aikens. Dallas Aikens, you spend eight years in the Anaheim Ducks organization, including a number of years as head coach at the NHL level. You find out last week that you will not be returning as head coach. Take me inside your mindset. What was your initial reaction and how are you feeling and processing? Well, number one, thanks for having me. Um, you're 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 kind of preparing yourself either way. So you're you you've been working on this in, in your brain, obviously. Um, you you know that there's a a, a chance that you uh, be offered a new contract, and you also know that you might not be renewed. So when when uh, uh, I got the news, uh, I wasn't mad uh, at all. Uh, I was more sad, and the sadness comes from the relationships. The, that I've had over eight years, whether it be with uh, players, with staff, uh, with ownership, uh, with all of these people. And eight years is a long time. And these friendships that I have there, uh, they will last uh, a lifetime. And that was the initial. It was just sadness. And um, But I understood it. I understand how this game uh, works uh, when there's a, a new manager comes in. Like um, we we choose our profession here. And so um, I, I think that was the biggest thing for me was just the, the sadness of being on the outside uh, of a place that I just cherished so much. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have you on today because I'm fascinated by your perspective and Depending on what your perspective is, you could argue that outside of whoever wins the Stanley Cup, you actually might have had the most successful year of any coach in that this team, uh, the Anaheim Ducks, which is going through a rebuilding process, now has the very best odds to land a prize draft prospect. I'm not sure that every head coach would look at it that way, considering that you walk from this situation with a record, uh, you know, in terms of wins and losses, that certainly is not favorable. Uh, but I'm really curious, what is a coach's mindset walking into a season like this last one? Because like it, love it, hate it, whatever you think about the state of today's NHL, there's six, seven, eight teams every season that are going through this same process. And their objective is actually not to win and not saying that they're actively tanking, but it's just that they're going through this stage where they're building and building. What's it like? you know, you have players that you're a trying to grow and develop B that, that some have different sort of, you know, paths in the season. They might be hoping to get traded at a certain point to go to a contender. You've got a lot of different things going on in your room on any given day that you're walking into. How do you manage team mindset and heading into a season like that? Well, you do it every day. And that's the most important thing. Like it is, uh, I think it's the biggest job of any leader, not, not even a coach, maybe you're a CEO, maybe you're ownership, maybe you're a general manager and the communication, um, the amount of listening, um, you, you have to maximize your moments, uh, during that day 
to be plugging in um, whatever your goal is and uh, with, with the player's mindset or with your company's mindset. So we'll, uh, uh, I guess the best way to put it is this. So right now for me, I was, I'm a free agent. Well, I could sit and wallow in this or I'm in a circumstance, right? All day we go through circumstances. And then what do you got to do in those circumstances, Frank? You, you got to make a choice. So, and that choice will really reveal your, your discipline to do something that is going to really help you move forward. Or is it going to make you stay back in, in a bad place? But those choices, for sure, you they always reveal your character. So going into a season uh, like this, and when I speak of, uh, uh, please give me some grace here. When I speak of uh, our roster or the players, these young men gave us everything they had last year. And I love them to death. So, but going into a season, I've always been a very, very staunch uh, believer in the for a coach, you coach the players you are given. My job's not to be being being there, be the GM, suggesting trades, doing this, doing that. If I'm asked, then I will certainly give my opinion. But you're going into a season. Um, our our roster had been torn apart at the trade den- deadline the the year before. I understand that we are in a full rebuild. This is actually going to be year one. So you look at your roster, you know it's going to be a hard year. And so it's necessary though. Like you've got to understand as a coach that, okay, this is necessary for this organization. This is not going to be fun. It is going to be a challenge. And I really looked at my job as we have to go out there and have a plan to try to win. But on a nightly basis, as a coach, I always have this exercise that I've done forever. I literally have the two rosters uh, in front of me on my desk, or I've got them up on the wall. And I start at the first line left wing, who has the advantage there? First line center, who has the advantage? And I go right through the roster, who has the advantage? And then you're trying to formulate a plan that okay, how can you win the game? Now, unfortunately for teams that were at the bottom of the league uh, this year, the us, the Chicago's, uh, uh, Columbus, San Jose, if those coaches were doing that exercise, it was probably pretty rare that they ever had an advantage in a game uh, with their lineup. But that's okay. It's like I said before, this was necessary. The uh, Anaheim Ducks needed to get a very high pick. They probably need another one again next year. So, the mindset going into the players is a very simple one. It's something that I've believed in in a long, long time. It's something that I brought into uh, uh, San Diego like over eight years ago. And it's two words. It's win today. And that has nothing to do with two points. It has zero to do with two points. It has, we're going to have a laundry list of things here uh, as individuals and as a team that we need to accomplish. So whether it was, did you win your sleep? Did you win your diet? Uh, did, did you call your mom on the way to the rink? Maybe she's thinking of you. How did you interact with your teammates? Did you get your training? All, all these things that we want to check off and have the discipline to do. And that's what we really talked about. And that's that was really our goal as a group. And we would go back to that. We would reference it daily. 
And what that does, Frank, is you have a sense of success because I, I, I really believe success is not the two points at the end of the night. Uh, I think success is doing your absolute best in that game, doing your absolute best uh, in that day, uh, doing your best, creating really great habits. And once you've got that looked after, then those points, those standings, they all come together. Um, the other part of this is this just isn't for a franchise that's going through tough times. Um, you know, in San Diego, we rattled off a lot of wins, man. Like we, Hey, we'd be on an eight game winning streak. And we were still on this mindset because what it does for you there on the other side of it is it makes you not become complacent, right? You start winning, you start winning teams become complacent, but this type of mindset really helps you in tough times. And it certainly helps you when things are going well too. So it would be something as simple as it could be, you know, not even necessarily training driven or sleep or diet, whatever. Something as simple as call your mom today. That's that's a win. You you got a win there, man. Like that 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 that's a that's a good win. So like, your everybody thinks it's all just hey, come in and practice hard. Like yeah yeah, we got to come in and practice hard. We also want to be great communicators uh, with our loved ones who have sacrificed so much for our careers. I always shake my head every time I hear it. It, it. it just kills me when I hear about the sacrifice of that coach to get to the NHL. Oh, the sacrifice of this player. Oh man, he missed his uh, high school dance. No, he chose to miss it. He chose it because he's following his passion. And so the the the, the people that sacrifice, those were our parents. Uh, paying for our sport, uh, their worry, their love, uh, our wives, our kids, uh, all of these things. So anything that you can do during the day that's going to enhance your character, enhance your work ethic, enhance your mental toughness, uh, enhance your skills, that those are those are wins. And what that does, is you're not selling something to a group, right? You for for me when that's another one. When I hear, oh, you know, you got to sell this to the team. No, you need you can't to sell that that your team is going to be good. Everyone sees what's going on, right? Like you can't walk in and say we're going to be a playoff team this year. People just see oh, right right. that. But you, you what you want to do with like mindset and these things is you want to infect your group. You if you're in there selling something. I'm never sure about that. Like, do you really believe in it? If you're selling it, I, I I don't know. I think it needs to be an infection. And that's a great point you just made. So hey, like, here's another one uh, uh, on my laundry list is, well, you know, keep it positive. What? Keep it positive. We're a rebuilding team. We're losing, you know, three out of four games or you've lost five or six in a row. Like be positive. Like, that that is a total scam. Who's, who's going to be buying not, that? No, and it's not authentic. And we would be the 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 greatest thing that I thought we really accomplished this year is we really taught these young men on how to be authentic and how to be honest. And I would talk to the team. I am not going to come in here and tell you guys to be positive, but I, I will say this: 
they, I was so proud of our guys this year because they did not let negativity come in to our house. And because negativity, it will kill an organization. It'll wreck a marriage. It'll burn down a team. That is the challenge is not to be negative. And it's as much as you speak. If I say something to you right now that is negative, you, you will subconsciously take that in. If you just hear somebody say it, you take it in. And so I really encouraged our group to get to neutral, like have a neutral mindset. Okay, what is in front of us right now? How can we win today? How can we win this moment? And when you hear, what's a good example? I was going to say, give me an example of being neutral. Yeah. So let's, uh, uh, player walks into my office. All right, coach, I've lost my confidence. Like, where'd you lose it? Did you leave it in your car? Like, like that's my first question. Like, where, where did you lose it? And so the what here's what happens though. Losing your confidence starts somewhere. And it might have been as simple as this, Frank. Uh, you might have gone up through the neutral zone and tried to throw a backhand sauce play uh, uh, across a blue line. That wasn't a great decision and it got knocked down and the team went the other way and they banged it in our net with a minute left to go with the game and we lost the game. So now what are you doing? Well, yeah, you're not feeling real great about yourself. You're probably going to not sleep that night. You're going to come in the, the, the morning looking at your shoes. You're going to try to disappear, you know, be a chameleon in the room and try to get out of there without anybody noticing. That's a bad plan. That's where you started to lose your confidence because what you should have done is you should have gone, got back to the bench, taken five to 10 seconds and went, okay, that was a bad decision. All right. That was a bad decision. Or maybe it was a great decision and God forbid the other team made a great play, but you've got to realize which one it was. And now you got to get back to neutral. You got to get back to where everybody is. So, so how do you get back to neutral in that case? So let's say, let's, let's take it the other direction and say it was a bad decision. How do you get to neutral in that case? You've got to own it. You've got to understand it and own it. You've got to go, I made a bad mistake here and I understand it. I'm not going to let it uh, happen again. The best thing to do for anybody, and this is a, a, a coach, uh, a player, whatever, is say it out loud. Say it out loud and come, you know what? That's on me. That's a bad decision. And and now you've owned it. And now you've got, and this isn't as easy as flicking a switch. You've got to really train uh, uh, yourself to get there. You've got to get back in the moment. And here's a great example. Let's say it's in the middle of the game that happened. So now if you're back two shifts ago, when you made that mistake and you're still thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, every time you go out on the ice, you're, you're still back there in that other moment. You're still back living that, that turnover. You're not back with your teammates on the ice. And we're literally going out there a man short and it just keeps snowballing. Now, you know what happens? You go out the next shift. You're still in the back in the other shift, right? What's going to happen? You have another bad shift because you are not there. You're not back to neutral. You're not engaged in the opportunity. And the opportunity comes like this, right? There's 
Like right now, you and I, there's opportunity in every moment. If I'm back an hour ago trying to tend to my kids who uh, are, are upset about something about going to school, well, I, I can't be engaged here with you. I'm back there with them. So it is something you really have to train yourself to do. I, I think a great example of this, and I love this kid to death because, uh, and it's Troy Terry. Troy Terry used to beat the crap out of himself. I mean, he would put himself in the gutter. Kid cares so much, super competitive, wants to be a difference maker, makes a mistake. Or the other team might have made a great play. He turns it over in our net, you know, whatever. He would go get himself in the gutter. He wouldn't come out of it for two weeks. And it took a lot of conversations, uh, uh, him and I, of really readjusting his mindset. And it wasn't until last year, uh, probably a couple weeks into the season, did he finally just go, I am not going to do this anymore. I've, I've had little bits and pieces of getting better at this. And then he got over the hump. And now it's amazing to watch. Like this kid that I, I, I've coached for a long time now, the difference between him going out there, making an honest mistake, making maybe a, a high risk mistake, or the other team making a great play on him and something going south in a shift and the way he handles it now, and he's right back out there, the, the next shift being a difference maker to before it would be a mistake, he'd stay with it. The next few shifts wouldn't go well. He'd put himself into a gutter. Here he comes walking to my office. I've lost my confidence. And it takes time and it takes a lot of encouragement and it takes a lot of belief uh, from coach to player and the player understanding that the coach is there to really help him and he cares to get these players on the other side of this. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So it's one thing to preach that, um, you know, mentality and mindset, but you actually have to live it too. And that's, that's to me, the most interesting part of this conversation is 
how do you then sort of enact that on the bench yourself? You want to, you know, your emotions are on display. And I was just talking about this in terms of, um, you know, as we've seen some teams in the playoffs, there are some coaches that their heads are exploding in the moment about a call or about something. How do you take that same sort of neutral approach and then use that in your own demeanor? Like you have to be held to the same standard as a coach if that's what you're also trying to pass along to your players. Yeah, and I'm not – like being neutral isn't just not saying anything and not having emotion. You can have emotion, and you can be fired up on a, uh, on a bench as a player, being fired up as a – uh, on the ice as a player, whatever that is. The the secret is is to be able to get back, right? And this isn't a um, you, you're going to make uh, mistakes along the way, and you got to get bring it back. You can have emotion, and, and sometimes, uh, it, especially from coaches, I, I think a lot of emotion is sometimes uh, acted. You, you've got to understand where your bench is. Maybe it's with a referee. You you might fire up and put on your best acting face to do it, uh, to to get something from the other side, whether it's to put pressure on a ref, to you know maybe give a kid a, a kick in the pants because you know he will react in, in the right way. And then you've got to bring yourself back too. And you're right. Like the, these things that I talk about, I believe in them so much and I do my best and believe me, I have my failures along the way too with it, but you have to live it. I don't think you can go in and run a company or uh, be a coach or be a captain and go in there and be promoting things that you don't live. And it's, it's like me right now. It's, Hey, my phone's been ringing off the hook. I it's incredible. The amount of uh, people in my life, that support me, that have reached out. Are you okay? Are you okay? Or you're, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I'm in a circumstance, right? I had a circumstance last week. And then I had to make a choice on how I'm going to handle this. And so now uh, I'm I'm moved on. I'm staying with the, uh, in this moment here, because it's going to be very productive for me uh, in headspace and finding wh whatever is next. If I'm back there a week ago, sitting there sucking my thumb and uh, wallowing in sorrow, I'm going to be in a big, pro a big problem here uh, moving forward. So I, I think it's, I think it's the only way to live. It, it's a, uh, it's uh, uh, a big power in part. It. Of, well, it is, and, it, and it's a big part of uh, some really high producing places like I, I've been just absolutely honored the amount of things that I, I've been able to do down at the Navy SEAL base like it's incredible you want to see some mindset you you go down there with those men like that will humble you in a second and things that you thought were hard the things that you thought were challenging uh the uh it, it's like a different vocabulary they, they use the word hard, but their hard is a way different than what I thought was hard. And right. then the whole, this whole, hey, you know, moving on from maybe a, uh, a, a mistake, a loss or anything, you want to see people move on fast. 
they move on quickly and they get back to neutral and it's like, okay, what do we need in this moment? Because if they're way back in, in the loss or the mistake, there there's going to be a compounding effect. Yeah. Right. So tell me about actually communicating the method. Like I'm actually curious in, in the, so you set your, here's what we're going to do to win today. You have the ability to capture players' attention from the moment they step foot in your facility for the day. How are you communicating that message? Is it in a team meeting? Is it in a text message? Is it in something that's written on the board? What, how, what's the best way to reach today's players? Every, you just knocked it off. Any type of communication that you can give them. So I would hit this, hey, uh, I'm one of the first guys of the rank, right? Assistant coaches uh, maybe beat me there uh, 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 during the mornings, but you're I'm not buried in my office. It's you're, you're out in the room, guy walks in. It, it's right away, there's the communication. So whether you're in the player's lounge, you're out at the front where they're walking in, you you start right away, and and that's where I go back to. Like you got to think about this. You got like let's say you got twenty three. You got a full roster. All right, you probably have more. Like let let's say there's three guys hurt. You got twenty six guys on a normal day. So we were a team that practiced at ten thirty. All right, so we had a always a nine fifteen meeting. No matter what, we always came in there together. Whether it was going to do some video, maybe we we're going to talk about mindset. Whatever it was at nine fifteen. So let's say these guys, earliest guys, maybe start rolling in at eight thirty. We're in practice from ten thirty to eleven thirty. Guys hang out till maybe twelve thirty one. So I literally, or as a a coaching staff, you start getting guys coming in at eight thirty. They're basically all gone at one. There's twenty six of them. Now, I think your job uh, as a coach is you got to try to ding as many as you can. And it might be a 30-second conversation. But in my head, what I always try to do is I try to bring up something to remind them, even if it's a subconscious thing. Like, you know, we, we would talk about, hey, you know, did you call your mom today? Hey, uh, uh, what, what are you going to do today after practice to, to get better? Uh, you know, how, how did last night you scored three goals? Did, Tell me what that felt like. What did the stick feel like in your hands? Like all of these little, it's just these little things along the way, as much as you can hit them with it. So it's when they're walking in, we obviously talk a, a ton about it uh, as a team. And, and then anything you can text the players. I, I send players things I see on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, I hand out books a lot. Uh, I've always got a bunch of books sitting around on my desk that uh, uh, I'll hand players. I started a, a team library this year where we have a, a library in, in the, uh, the the players' lounge that they can go grab books that I think are just incredibly helpful uh, for athletes one way or the other. And so it not- has to be constant because I'll go back to the negativity part is these guys, this whole keep out the white noise and just turn it off and uh, don't read Twitter. Like, seriously, that's all these guys do. They're, they, they're taking in all the white noise. They're searching their name on Twitter. They're getting DM'd nonstop. And so 
I look how at how do you combat and, that? How do you you well, can't just shut it, it off? Yeah. So we number one, we talk about it. But number two, I look at my time from 8:30 to 1. I've got them in our house. All right. Now when they leave, I want to be trying to text message them. Maybe I'm going to call them. Maybe I'm going to send them something uh, from Twitter or Instagram that is positive because usually the stuff that they're getting individually is a lot of times negative, right? Got people plugging them, saying something uh, way offside. And so you're always combating. I, I just think it's this, this huge battle of how much can I get into their, their heads about having a certain kind of mindset while I'm combating all of this other side of the negativity that can be taken in uh, once they leave that rink. And it is, it is a constant battle now. And I, I think you see it in, you know, especially some of these playoff series and, and, and stuff. You, I can see that this isn't a battle sometimes of skill uh, or physicality or who's got the best goalie. This is a battle of mindset. And so how would you approach, and it's not even team specific, but in the playoffs, your team is trailing and someone's saying, oh, what a massive game this is for this team. They must win. How would you manage that mindset or thought process as players are coming into the rink and the negativity is piling up around them? Yeah, like I look at it every game uh, individually. I, I don't look at these games as a seven games. It's, it's not a seven game series. It's, it's one game seven times. And the game before has nothing to do with the next one. And that next one has nothing to do with, with the game before it. They're, they're individual entities each and in every night. And so, so if you were in a casino, you'd be one of those guys that pushes over the sign at the roulette wheel that tells you what the last spin was because it has absolutely nothing to do with the next one that comes out of the shoot. Exactly. It, exactly. What, what does that look? I don't know. It, uh, it hit, uh, I, I was just in Vegas the other night for the, for the game. And I had to walk through that, uh, the, the one uh, casino right next door there to, to, to get there. And I actually went by and I saw those roulette wheels. Like, I don't know if it hit two, does that mean it might hit two again? Well, it might, and it might not. It has nothing to do with anything. But going back to your 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 question is the only must win game is when you your back is against the wall. So if you're down three nothing, right? That now you are a must win. Like I don't know. Take the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I was uh, reading some stuff uh, th this morning, and. Well, game two is a must win. Is it? I don't I don't see that. It's not a must win. I, I think they should do everything in their power to go win the game. But are they not capable, if they lose the game, to win game three? Like the, the, But this is what happens. And it's that kind of stuff that it quietly gets in these players' heads, right? And, and a lot of times I think it's a really subconscious uh, uh, infusion. But when you're in that, uh, in these environments, especially for these young men, right? These guys are still developing as, as human beings. Like some of them are 20 years old, 21. They've only had their driver's license for four or five years. Like, and they're getting pummeled with this, uh, it's a must win. 
oh my God, what if this happens? What if this happens? And if they start absorbing that, that's when you can start to lean or tilt to that negative side that I'm talking about. And as soon as you get start tilting to the negative side, things are not going to feel right. So, uh, so what you would your neutral message be? Well, getting to getting to neutral is number one, you've got to breathe. You've got to be able to really reset your brain on what is normal to you. Like what is your normal? So uh, I'll go back to, uh, uh, I'll use a Troy Terry again. All right. Cause he's always fresh in my head. Um, I can remember a time in, in San Diego where he hadn't scored. God, it'd been like three or four games. And I, I sat there and he was, he was rattled. I've lost my confidence, all this stuff. And, and I went through a checklist. I was like, okay, in the in the last uh, two weeks, have you gotten any weaker? Like, have you suddenly lost strength? No. Did you change your stick? No. Is your skill level the same? Yes. Uh, do you drive to the rink every day? Have you changed your diet? Yeah, I've still come to the rink. I haven't changed any habits. I'm eating the same. Well, it's all here. The, the, this is here. It's not that you can't score. You didn't lose your skill. You're you you haven't changed your stick. You're 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 still getting into the areas to do it. So what's different here? And all it was is his head had just gone to the negative. And it's amazing, right? When these guys are scoring, so we'll just use scoring. When they're scoring, when they grab their stick and they look at it, they feel it. There's this feeling. And it's a really positive feeling. It's like one of uh, confidence and maybe even a wee bit of arrogance of like, yeah. It's a thin line and it's actually what makes these guys so good. That's right. Every time I I look at this stick, I feel I know I'm going to score. And then, but what happens? They tilt just a tiny bit negative. Like something gets in their head, something's not right. They grab the same stick, Frank. They grab the same stick with the same set of gloves, with the same set of hands, the same skill set, the same body size. And they look at that stick and it seems foreign. They might as well be picking up a lacrosse stick or picking up a, 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 a those a, like a cricket bat or something. Like it, it, it looks foreign to them, but it's the same person. It's the same skills. It's the same stick. But what's changed? Their head. It's their head. Can you actually pinpoint on video when you see a player make the negative, like you see the player go to body the language space? I, we we talked. It uh, it's a note. Like, what you want to see somebody look at their stick all the time? And I've never talked to this kid uh, uh, about it. I don't know him. I've got the so much respect. Watch Mark Stone in games. Watch him. He's constantly he he stares at his blade. And I, I don't know if he's doing some kind of reset or he's like, you know, feeling the power in it or looking for a formation or, or something like that. Watch him. He stares at his stick. I bet you he looks at it 40 times a game. It's unbelievable. And what so, do you think the, what do you think the power in that is? Or well, is, I, are you, I you're saying probably, it's a positive thing, right? No. Yeah, I, I I do. I think he's looking at it like reaffirming to himself that, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got this. I got this. And so when, when players do tilt negative, 
that's where I really like to go back. And it's, it's almost like you're a psychologist a little bit where it's okay. Let's think about what, and I'll just stick on the goal storing thing. I think it's the easiest one maybe to get through to people is okay. When you are scoring Frank, what did that feel like? Like, I, I want you to feel like, what did that feel like that before the game when you picked up your stick? Cause you can recall that as a player. Like I still uh, re- recall how I felt in, leading up to a a mountain bike race. I still remember how I felt when I thought I was playing my best as a hockey player. I know how I felt when uh, I, 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 uh, I had coached a really good, like that you can, there's a feeling in your body that is in a really, really good place. And so I'll try to take the player there a lot of times and okay, how did it feel? Like, what was your breathing like? What were you thinking about in your head? And you'll, you, you can teach yourself and you've got to let the players know that they can teach themselves how to basically talk themselves into confidence or talk themselves into just getting back in the moment, talk themselves into that. Hey, you know, that play that just went South that was on me, I'm owning it. But I am not going to let that affect the rest of my game, nor the the, the games moving forward. Like, I, I'm a massive believer, man. Like, that confidence, confidence is a choice. Confidence is 100% a choice. You either choose to have it or you choose not to have it. And the people who choose to have it, these guys are studs, man. Like, they are incredible at how they can lead they they um they they win games they 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 turn organizations around it, it's incredible the the athletes the the leaders who choose to have confidence so what do you do when you have players that don't buy in like so you you have um you establish a team library this season and you, Hey, check out this or whatever. It's a choice and everyone has a choice, but you see some guys like, Oh, that's bullshit. I'm not, I don't want any parts of that or whatever it might be. You can tell right away. I'm sure which guys are in and which guys are out. How do you handle that? Well, it, it takes a village certainly. And and this isn't the the other thing about this is like this isn't a one season thing, right? Like the these this mindset and like this is a cultural building thing. And like I go back to like when I was in, like when I left San Diego, we it took four years of us, and it wasn't just me; it was the players, it was our ownership, it was the. Uh, Bob Ferguson, the way he went about his day as our, our GM there. Like it took us four years to when when I went out the door, like that culture there was so vibrant. And so it's not just a, you see a guy, hey, you know, uh, I'm not doing this or this isn't me or whatever. It's number one, those guys are outliers. The As human beings, I, I do think we really want to be our best. Uh, I think as human beings, we we want to survive. That's the kind of our go-to all the time is to survive. And the best way to survive is to have support. And this type of uh, 
mindset that we're trying to infect our, uh, uh, our, our team with is not only am I on this outlier guy and trying to get him to, to come with us, but then you've got your leadership group. You've got staff members uh, trying to. And sometimes it takes, it might take two years to get the guy fully on board. But if you have somebody that is just not going to come with you, then they are going to hold you back. And that's when you have to make the really tough decision of, hey, this guy is, does not fit on what we're trying to do here. And you know what? He might be a really great player. And this is what I think sometimes really gets lost uh, on people. These, if, if you've got a guy that is not going to uh, be part of your culture and he is not going to be part of your team and he is just an incredible player, you, you probably need to move on from him. And because it does take a team to win a championship. It, it does take a team to be consistently a championship caliber team. And that individual can sometimes hold you back. I, I think... I think there are some really elite players in, in our league right now, uh, and, and I am not going to, to to name them. I think they're wonderful players. I just don't know if they can win. Hmm. And in, then that must also mean that the inverse is true in that players who might not be as talented have the right frame of mind to be able to win collectively when added to a team. Exactly. And then I'll tell you a team that I think has really been on this for a long time uh, is Boston. Like, I, I think with with the Big Z being there, I, I know Big Z very, very well. Uh, uh, him and uh, Bergeron, uh, I think the way they have led that team and some of the things that they do in there together, uh, I've got a pretty good gauge on their mindset and how they treat each other, how they come in there to to get better every day and not just on the ice, but in their community with each other, with each other's families, all of these things. I think those guys have knocked it out of the park. And, and it is solely, uh, for me, it started with those two. And it's I, I think they've just infected their whole organization with it now. And... And that's really powerful because we'll go back to that outlier player that, ah, uh, uh, this isn't for me. And let's say he is a really good player. And now you may be able to take a chance on a guy like that and bring him into your room because the infection rate is so high. It's like, hey, this disease that this team has got going on, that it you can't help but infect that guy. So mm -hmm. You've got to start somewhere with it. It was something that we were, I had been working on. It worked really well through uh, San Diego. Uh, I thought we, it really, it's like I said before, I was so proud of our guys this year and such a difficult season that we bent a few times uh, as a team uh, with our relationships and things like that, but we never, ever shattered. And, and it was really because of our mindset. So to put a bow on our conversation, um, what's your mindset now? You know, you've been an NHL head coach for parts of six seasons. 
you've done a million different things in pro hockey. You've played forever. What what does Dallas Aikens do next? Well, we're my phone's been ringing uh, a little bit. I've been making some calls. I, I think like I, I get passionate. Like if I want to talk about anything in hockey, it, it's about the interaction with the players and with the staff and and team. So I I am hey I'm highly motivated to coach uh, to go uh, support a, a, another head guy. I'm not a really ego driven guy. I, I like being part of a team. You're a so builder. Whether I'm back as a uh, a head coach or go support uh, another head guy, I, I think I could really help in, in those, those departments. Um, I'm really interested in a, a, a couple of other areas as well. Um, uh, I think the media uh, side um, would be fun. Uh, I, I think it would be interesting. I think it would be challenging uh, uh, as well. So I am looking into that. Uh, you mentioned I've done a lot of different things in the game. And and when you get coaching, hey, I've been coaching as a head coach for a long time now. But uh, I, I've started a player development uh, uh, department in another organization. I've scouted. I've run a whole minor league team, whether it was budget-wise, hiring of staff, all of these things. Um, so I, I'm also in, really intrigued uh, about really getting on the building side and, and uh, seeing if there's a place in management somewhere. So there, there's a lot of doors you can go through. Um, I think it's really important for, and this isn't just for hockey people, it's for everyone. Like, don't don't limit yourself to anything. Like, don't ever go, I, I'm just a this. No, you, you, you have a certain skill set. You should be able to go and look at other things. So like, I'm super passionate about interacting with the players. I love it. It feeds me. Uh, I love the whole having a positive effect and influence uh, on others for their behalf. It really fuels me. So that that coaching part is, you know, obviously a big one. But the, the, the media side and being part of a team like that, uh, I think could be super rewarding. Uh, I think I could be bring a really different perspective on, hey, I'm current. I see the game a little differently. I know the the, the challenges uh, of uh, the, the players and the staff mentally, physically, all of that. So I, that's part of it. But the management thing really intrigues me, too, because I, I think I really could go in and, and uh, have a real positive uh, effect there from you know, getting in, in there, learning, uh, being part of a team, and but really building a, a really great culture. And um, I, I think we sometimes lose how important that is when we're just trying to run out there and get these two points as fast as we can. Yeah. Builder of people, builder of culture, whatever it is, hockey may seem like a wins and losses component, but it really you can't, it's a people business at the end of the day. Like it is a personnel and you got to have great talent and all those things. But just to the point of this conversation, um, I think you, you've outlined in a significant way why the people part of it matters so much. So thank you so much to Dallas Aikens for joining us today. I'm fascinated by the conversation. I'm fascinated to see what you do next because 
I think you're right. A lot of people kind of, no matter what field you're in, what line of work you're in, people might want to pigeonhole you and say, Hey, you're just a coach. You're just, uh, you're just an insider. You're just an analyst, whatever it might be. People want to put a label on you. And I think it's really important to kind of continue to have that conversation. And as you said, and as you pointed out, evolve every single day to win the day. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I think that conversation right there should be mandatory appointment listening for anyone who is either working and building a corporation, a company, uh, coaching youth sports, whatever it may be, the power of neutral thinking. It's something that I'm certainly going to take away and try and introduce in my life. And I love the real world hockey it, you know, aspects and experience, you know, bringing in someone like Troy Terry and explaining how he really struggled with that and the strides that he made in his game. I think it makes a difference in a big way. And I think even as now we're going through the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's so important to consider in terms of on ice success as well. Thanks so much to Dallas Akins for joining us for episode 11 of Frankly Speaking, presented by our friends at ProLine Plus. Not just another sports book. ProLine Plus is the only sports book that gives 100% of its profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sports book for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in store, online, or take the game on the go with the ProLine app with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in-app with ProLine Plus today or head over to ProLinePlus.ca to learn more. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow-up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.